With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And this week we are talking about summertime jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am in charge of extra credit this week. Um, I, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Frank has done so many fantastic PowerPoints. Now it's my turn. I decided to stray a little from... Um, the model we've been using, which is black background with white text. <laughs> oh, look at all these production values. <laughs> I know. I uh, used a different um, pre-prepared, uh, what is this called, <laughs> template from PowerPoint, but here we go. Okay, so these jobs will be rated on a scale from one to five for the following factors. Was it a gross or icky job, aka did I smell terrible after I got off of work? Boredom. I, I I don't know how much I can add to that, but like, were there pockets for me to do personal projects at this job? I'm like, I'm really, I'm really pulling back the curtain here about my priorities job-wise. Number three, were there cute boys to flirt with? When I was going through this PowerPoint and like putting together my past jobs, I was like, wow, there really was a dearth of boys to flirt with. <laughs> <laughs> and number four was the uniform gross or cute or did i not have to wear a uniform at all next slide so <laughs> this is a job i still talk about to this day i had this job 20 years ago and i loved it i've mentioned it on the podcast before but it was when i worked at mcdonald's <laughs> i got a job at mcdonald's right at the end of the summer after my freshman year of high school, it was the only place that would hire me. It only feels like, it feels like you worked there for so much longer. Was it really only two years? <laughs> yes, it was only two years. <laughs> I was obsessed with this job. I honestly blame McDonald's for the fact that I became basically a work junkie. Like, if out of all the drugs I've ever done, I loved work the best. I mean... I, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So I worked at McDonald's from 1999 to 2001. Yes, the stone ages. <laughs> and I worked every single position you could imagine. I started as a cashier. This is back when you had to get working papers. I don't know if people still need to get working papers. For some reason, you had to bring them to your high school. Your high school signed them, and then you bring them to your job. 
um, went back when I was 14, there was like super specific stuff you could do. You could only work like a few hours without a break. It was like very, very complicated. So I, I had not very many shifts at first. I learned drive through I learned grill, I learned open and closing. Um, they had me help with the, the truck order. My favorite thing to do is like make the fajitas on Saturday mornings because they just put me in this like corner at a little table and I made probably like 150 fajita burritos <laughs> and little salad cups. I don't even know if McDonald's does salads anymore, but okay. To go through the ratings, four and a half. I always smelled terrible. I was a vegetarian. I had to touch meat all of the time. And um, it was really gross when things went bad. And so that gets a 4.5 on the X scale. On the boring scale, it only gets a two. I loved working at McDonald's. Uh, (laughs) It was basically the Wild West. I was 14 years old being supervised by 18-year-olds. So it was like havoc all of the time. Um, the cute boy potential out of the park. I got my first kiss at McDonald's. I was leaning against an ashtray, smoking a cigarette. Don't smoke. It's very bad for you. I don't recommend it. But um, this kid, Joe, kissed me. And then we went on a date and we made out at the uh, playground. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so, a I'm, very late 90s thing to do. <laughs> I was going to say, like... I, like, we're not going to be listening to music. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to yeah. get a six-pack and make it the fucking ballpark. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Adams is, like, considerably older than us. But, like, he... Pre-internet, there was almost nothing to do. <laughs> this, is, this is what you did. Um, and the uniforms were disgusting. I wore an oversized denim shirt and uh, black polyester pants. And non-slip shoes that I think I had to order especially through McDonald's. So McDonald's we, we did. Ugh, terrible. They take it out of your paycheck. It's highway robbery. Yeah. So the next one was from 1999 to 2000. This was during my sophomore year of high school. I worked at a consignment shop. Um, I got to wear just whatever I wore to school that day. My boss was a lesbian. I thought it was super cool that she, like kind of trusted me with, with this information and made me feel very sophisticated. I was like, yes, I'm, I'm one of the hip people that can have these <laughs> adult conversations. Um, it was pretty boring. <laughs> My boss would go and run errands and leave me there. I was paid under the table. Um, there were no cute boys there, as far as I could tell. <laughs> and um, I spent most of my paychecks like she paid me out of the cash register, but most of the time she didn't even pay me. I would just be like, I want this pile of clothes. And we would add it up and it basically would just devastate my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So summer of junior year. This is where I really learned how to stack work hours. Um, this was in between my junior and senior year of high school. This was 2001. I worked at a marine science consortium. Um, I was a junior counselor, which meant I stood around and watched the other counselors actually do work. Um, <laughs> so this was a one on the growth scale because I mostly just stood around. As I said, <laughs> I was very sleepy all of the time because I was working basically full time at McDonald's simultaneously. Uh, I got very sunburned <laughs> and there were no cute boys. 
Um, one time my boss brought in her boa constrictor and it was like a Britney Spears type <laughs> slave for you boa constrictor. And it was super cool. And I got to put it on my shoulders. Um, I, I don't know why I put that under the cute boy rating. <laughs> I don't know if I thought the snake was very handsome or not. <laughs> <laughs> that boa constrictor, like, we dated for a while. <laughs> it makes up for the fact that there were no cute boys. Um, also, I was really into shopping at Marshalls at this point. So I would wear, like, a lot of tank tops with, like, alternative strapping, like crisscross straps or little straps or thick straps. So my tan lines were insane. And because I got so deeply sunburned, I was tan until, like, November of that year. <laughs> Lots of skin damage. Bad, bad, bad. So I worked at McDonald's with Frank, and I worked at CVS with Frank. Um, at CVS, they were smart, and they separated us. But it took them a <laughs> while to separate us, I feel like. Um, one of my fondest memories of working with Susie is... We were in the back, and we were, like, move. Susie was moving boxes around, and I forget, I was looking for something. I think I had to get vials, because I was in the pharmacy. And I was, like, you know, shit-talking Susie as usual, and then all of a sudden, like, this thing of, like, peaches comes flying over the top of the box. Oh, not literally <laughs> flying. Like, not like it was aimed to hurt me. It was just aimed to, like, get at me, basically. I would like, say it was lobbed. Lobbed. I lobbed That's it. A- <laughs> That's a good word for it. And I just watch as it, like, splatters and gets, like, <laughs> peach shit all over my, like, shitty khakis. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, I worked here um, the summer after my senior year in high school till the summer before my junior year of college. Uh, it gets a two on the grossness. Uh, and mostly that's because I was hungover for, like, 75% of my weekend shifts. Uh, it gets a two for boring because just being a cashier was pretty boring, but I got to work in the photo lab and this is pre-digital cameras. So people would drop off their point and clicks and that was amazing. I love prom weekend. I love summer parties <laughs> because our town was super small and for whatever reason, I don't know why people thought that like, one hour photo was like developing their film in private, but that shit came right down the photo shoot where anyone standing at the photo counter could see. I saw a lot of wild stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So on the cute boy scale, there were cute boys. None of them paid attention to me. (laughs) Um, I had a crush on who was a pale, nervous man that we referred to as the specter or ghost. (laughs) I don't know what his deal was, because at that point, I mostly, when I had a crush on someone, would just pine after them and not interact. I can't even imagine what I tried to talk about. (laughs) Um, And the other was who was in the pharmacy, and he was a big, jovial bro, and he never acknowledged that I was trying to flirt with him. And so, like, my flirting got to these, like, completely ostentatious levels. (laughs) Where I probably looked like a lunatic and it was never acknowledged. (laughs) (laughs) So when we first started working at CVS, I would put together really cute thrifted outfits. And then you just had to put the stupid vest over it. But then CVS got smart to the fact that we were dressing cute, I guess, as a company. And they were like, nope, disgusting, nubbly sort of polo and khakis. It was terrible. (laughs) Okay. Here comes another one of my favorite jobs that I talked about forever after only working there for two years. Um, 
I worked at Cleary Cinemas, which doesn't even exist anymore, from the summer of 2004 until the spring of 2006. Um, this was gets a two on the grossness. Uh, it gets a two on the interesting slash not boring. Uh, I was in a little box office, and I could study, and I had a little chair. Um, it gets a plus five on the cute boy thing. Uh, cute boys and I'm going to make a generalization, seem to be attracted to jobs where you mostly stand around and you get to watch free movies. Um, I had a super, like a kamikaze, hardcore crush on my hiring manager. Uh, he broke my heart. And I continued to work there and dated one of my coworkers. Because <laughs> I was a hot mess express. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm, I'm loving a lot of the phrasing there. I, lo- <laughs> I love Hot Mess Express and Kamikaze Crush. Um, okay. But- I stole Hot Mess Express from that Onion video about the teen girls talking about their friend who's gone missing. <laughs> but I also, uh, I can see the PowerPoint and it says, I, and I dated a series of other idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's inferred, but yeah. I know, Frank can totally see where I, like, wrote out a bunch of texts, and I'm like, no, there's just too many jobs. So between 1999 and 2006, I had 13 jobs. And I worked a lot of them simultaneously. And a lot of hours. I was so happy when you, like, cut back to just one job. I know. I This, actually, this is the first time in a really long time I've only had one job. I, I told you working is my favorite drug. I love it. <laughs> I can't get enough. So um, the uniforms were also not cute here. And I had to take out my lip ring, which I had at the time. Yeah, that's right. I had a lip <laughs> ring for no reason. Um, and then when I was going backpacking in Europe for a month uh, that summer, I was like, well, I should probably quit this job because, I mean, have you heard any of my other slides? It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So here's where I start doing shorthand because the jobs start coming like fast and furious. Um, in summer of 2002, I washed dishes at Ichabod's while also working at CVS. Uh, Ichabod's does not exist anymore. It was lost to Sandy. It was um, right on the beach in uh, a shore town. And we would just be crazy busy every weekend during the summer. Um the cook staff would offer me Coke, but I really just wanted to go stand in the walk-in freezer and, like, eat pasta by the fistfuls out of the bucket. <laughs> they would make these, like, huge buckets of pasta um, and it's oil them. So it was, like, delicious because I would be working, like, let's say I worked, like, 9 to 5 at CVS and then I had to go to Ichabod's and I was, walk- were, like, washing dishes from, like, 6 to midnight or 1 a.m., so, like, I was really hungry, and it was a million degrees in the kitchen. And then also when you're bussing, you're, like, running around like crazy. So the those walk-in freezer breaks, I still remember very fondly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I was a cashier at a cafe for 2002. The only things I remembered about this job, because um, I only had it for, like, four months, was... A man yelled at me for a really long time once about a rice platter being $7. And then one of my coworkers with a neck tattoo made one of the best cheese sandwiches I've ever eaten in my life. (laughs) End of that job. (laughs) 
Um, in spring of 2005, I worked at an organic food co-op. Uh, I worked here for three weeks because I had to wake up at 6 a.m. And I rode my bike there. And guess what? Surprise, surprise. I was usually hungover. and It was terrible. <laughs> my job was like to make the coffee and set out the soups for the day and then just stand at the cash register. So most of the time I was miserable and just trying to drink coffee so I didn't throw up. <laughs> I did clinical product testing in the spring of 2004. Well, hold uh, on. You... You also didn't put, and my coworker kept putting her contact lessons in her mouth to wet them <laughs> and back in her eyes. I thought that was like too like niche, but yeah. So, it's, so I, we're here talking about your summer jobs. We're here for the niche. Okay, so she, this woman was very nice, but she kept telling me about a problem she was having with her uterus. And then as she's talking to me, her, her contacts must have been dry. She would put them in her mouth, kind of work them around in her mouth, and then put them back in her eye. As a person who is obsessed with keeping my contacts washed, I, like, and I had only had contacts for, like, maybe a year by the time I got this job. I got contacts kind of late. I was, like, almost 21. But I was just like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I think our eyeballs and our mouth. I almost said mouth ball. Mouth hole. It's like separate for a reason. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, w- I would be surprised if she still has eyes at this point. I mean, yeah, it, it was, I was like, this is very overwhelming for a person who's only had three hours of sleep. <laughs> um, the clinical testing, the only thing significant about that was they paid us in cash, which I thought was sick. And then I had to like write, like hand write a journal about using the, these products but they gave us like blemish pads that had some sort of um it had something in it some sort of acetate that like took my nail polish off <clears throat> so I did not use that on my face anymore and I was just like this is my least favorite product <laughs> so then I worked at the nutritional science center which also does not seem to exist anymore from the summer of 2004 to the spring of 2007 um, I did data entry and describe and transcribed focus group tapes and files. I became obsessed with blogs and my MySpace. And this is where I found Pandora because I was like coding sort of like survey results for eight to nine hours a day. <laughs> um. so this is one of those jobs where I think it's super normal to develop like hyper fixations. I um, worked a... I worked with the Nutritional Science Center. Um, my job was boxing puppets in a um, basement. Uh, <laughs> and, like, the thing was, you would think they would just get me, like, a hundred things. Like, no, we would... I would box, like, five things of puppets into, you know, totes. Then have to drive over to the Target, get whatever, like, totes <laughs> I could find there, drive back to the thing, and then put more in. Or sometimes be driven over there, because I don't think <laughs> I was, like, of age to drive by myself. And um, then, like, one point I came back, I would, at some point I'd come back in the day, and they'd be like, we don't have anybody to drive you over to the Target. Just go sit in the basement until you're done for the day. And then I'd just go sit in the basement and be like, I'm getting paid, like, nine bucks an hour for this. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was also the job I found out I can sleep on concrete. Oh God! <laughs> sometimes I fall. Asleep. All things considered, I should have made a nest of dinosaur puppets. 
Yeah, it's kind of inexplicable why you didn't. Um, also, I like Susie worked in the same office as her dad, and I would often come back because he would drive us both home. Um, well, and, I lived in walking distance of that job. Well, like if you were coming home for like the weekend to work. Oh, gotcha. Um, right, because I, I was simultaneously working at the theater when I worked there. But I would also just come in and they both be asleep at their desks. That was after lunch. That was like our lunchtime nap. We'd go smoke a cigarette and then we'd go and take a nap. <laughs> and I'd just come in all sweaty and whatnot. I'm like, oh, this is the sweet life that I don't get to live. <laughs> <laughs> I also worked there full time, though. Like during the summer, they moved me into a room full of interns. So <laughs> well, my other favorite day was I came there one day, like the the, the day before my ball, our boss was just like, Frank, we're going to need you tomorrow. I was like, all right, cool. I'll be in. And I got in. She's like, I actually don't have any work for you. And my dad and our dad was just like, well, you still, you're still on the clock. Go to the basement. Just hang out there until it's time to go. You can't, <laughs> you can't go to your house. Like, cause I lived off campus, but near the nutrition science center. He's like, you can't go to your house cause you're getting paid. I'm like, okay, cool. So like, and I was such a like idiot. That I just sat there and like, dad's not going to come check, but I'm like, well, I better stay here. I made a promise to stay in the basement. <laughs> stay in the basement. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So, um. Tell me about Old Navy. <laughs> I uh, I worked at Old Navy for a week. It was horrible. Um, not by any fault of my boss. It's just a terrible job. Um, it's like a spirit-breaking job because they would have you fold like 60 shirts and then one patron would come along and pick up a shirt from the bottom of the pile and flip the whole shit over. <laughs> and so I, at this point, I was also still working at the theater and the Nutritional Science Center, and um, I would hang out in the car that Frank and I shared, uh, which was the 1978 Grand Marquis, and smoke cigarettes and listen to Appetite for Destruction on cassette, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, then, uh, the next year, during the summer and the fall, I worked at Drug Fair, which is basically like off-brand CVS. It doesn't exist anymore. I think Walgreens bought it. Uh, this job was awful, and I hated it, and my coworkers were, like, kind of shitty to me, so I just stopped showing. I didn't show up on Christmas Eve, and they kept calling me <laughs> like I was going to come in, and I was like, not showing up on Christmas Eve is, like, a quitting fireable offense. Like, <laughs> why would I come in now? Wait, <laughs> like, um, I have... I, I have never been prouder of you than that moment. Well, I mean, like, at, at that part, I was like... <laughs> I was like, the bar is very low for me. Proud of me. <laughs> in that moment, I was just like, good, Susie, get him. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked at a record store in the summer of 2007. Um, I got a lot of CDs and records. I read a lot, and I cashed my paycheck out of the register. And that, I did not realize, is the end of the PowerPoint. <laughs> um, so, Frank, questions, comments? <laughs> okay, well, you're not mentioning the fact that at the record store, you met Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel like I've told that story on the podcast. I met Bruce Springsteen, I saw Kevin Smith, and I met Bon Jovi, because they're all local to that area. Um, bon Jovi was super sweet. He uh, dropped his coin change going to open up, like to open the door for an elderly woman. Uh, Bruce Springsteen bought a bunch of CDs and magazines and I think had an assistant with him. And then Kevin Smith 
came in. This is before he lost all the weight, so he was still dressing like um, Silent Bob every day. And I remember my coworker being so upset by his slip-on bands, which I didn't understand at all. But I liked that my coworker called them slippies. He's like, he just comes in here in his slippies. And I was like, that man is worth more than any of us. <laughs> like, I'm sure if we combined all of our, like, collective worth, we don't even make a dent in what he makes every day. So, like, fucking pump your brakes. Like, who cares? <laughs> if, I, if I was that level of wealthy, you have to guarantee I would be, like, zipping around places in a trench coat and slippies because why wouldn't you that's so comfortable um one of my, well the thing is uh susie so i remember specifically susie you sold bruce springsteen a magazine with the arctic monkeys on the cover and uh-huh. a copy of neon bible and like a month or two after this um bruce springsteen asked arcade fire to open for him that's uh, wild and I was just like, Susie did this. I didn't Susie, do anything. Susie, <laughs> I was the cashier. <laughs> Susie rang him up for Neon Bible, and he decided to bring them on tour. <laughs> this is a part of rock history. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I get to be a footnote somewhere. <laughs> um, and I also remember I bought a tiny pink accordion from your store. Um, yeah. And at one point, I ha- really had to use the bathroom. I, I was coming to pick you up because once again we shared a car, and I was wearing my um, fraternity. Uh, oh my god! And this this slippies coworker called you a bro. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. He was like, "Did you see that bro?" And I was like, "That's my nerdy ass brother. What are you talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "That's a Cohen nerd fraternity." <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, that bro! Oh my god, the idea of you as a bro is so funny. <laughs> I was actually considering that idea once. Like, I was like, what are these other Franks out there? Like, what, what, what is CrossFit Frank like? I know. Like... <laughs> because really, all you have is uh, Frank Reynolds. <laughs> uh, well, Susie, thank you for this wonderful trip down memory lane of, and of jobs. I wasn't even, like, I didn't remember you even having. Like, I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, which ones did you not remember? I don't remember you being a junior counselor. I don't remember you working, um, like testing products. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember those jobs. Like, I remember the the theaters, um, the multiple theaters. I remember you working at CVS and McDonald's with me. Oh, you know what? One thing that I'm that is a gripe that I've held on for twenty odd years. Oh my God, are we going to talk about the soda? No. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the fact that you wussed out on an awesome food fight. Um, so Wait, Susie, Susie and I had a plan. Um, it was like close to when Susie was quitting. We're okay. So the way McDonald's operates is two people on opposite ends of like the condiments and the like whatnot. Um, so the way it was going to be was Susie was going to pick up some of the little onions, like the ones that are on the regular burgers, <laughs> and throw those at me. I'd respond nice with. Yeah, I respond with the bigger onions that go in the quarter pounders, and then like Susie would respond with the pickles, and then we'd both grab the Big Mac sauce and tartar sauce guns and the mayonnaise guns and just open fire on each other and just see how far we could take this before they kicked us out. Um, but Susie wussed out. She's like, I don't want to like leave a bad impression. I'm like, whatever. Um, <laughs> For 
Frank's like, whatever, deuces. <laughs> and we never got to do it. And what Susie's referring to is at one point she dumped a cup of soda on my head. Uh, it was like soda leavings out of the soda machine. No, it was a, a full, super-sized root beer. <laughs> and like an asshole. She I thought like it was... we've told that. We must have told that story on the uh, podcast. Well, I... Well, I didn't, don't bring it up, because every time I do, you're like, oh, you bring this up every month. (laughs) (laughs) And really, it's me. My plan is to bring it up every month. (laughs) You're just gaslighting me on how often I bring up the soda. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so Susie dumps the entire thing on my head. I'm like, what the fuck? And and she's like, oh, come on, it's funny. I'm like, I have a half hour left. I'm covered in (laughs) sticky-ass soda. (laughs) And I was like, boost, bye! (laughs) I was leaving. (laughs) And, like, I don't think Dad let me, because, like, Dad would, like, the the, the McDonald's was, like, right across from, like, the highway from our house. But I was not allowed to walk back there at night, even though it was, like, a two-minute walk. And Dad, like, wouldn't let me in the car because I was all covered in soda. But he drove next to me. (laughs) I did not know that. That's awful. Dad wouldn't let you into his filthy truck. He's like, no, the interior of this is pristine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a hole in the floor. Oh, um, yeah. that's My friend did not like being driven to school by dad because she's like, I can see the road going by. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you, Susie. <laughs> Wonderful trip down memory lane. <laughs> if you want to write us and tell us about your summer job um, or reminisce, you can write us at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. And until next week, I'm Susie Coda. I'm Frank Coda. Team, Team Coda. Coda.